Welcome to our Clothe with the Sun daily podcast, our reading and meditation on the gospel of the day. My name is James Thomas. Today is the 19th Sunday in Ordinary Time. It is Sunday, August the 13th, 2023. And our reading for today is from the gospel according to St. Matthew. After he had fed the people, Jesus made the disciples get into a boat and precede him to the other side, while he dismissed the crowds. After doing so, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. When it was evening, he was there alone. Meanwhile, the boat, already a few miles offshore, was being tossed about by the waves, for the wind was against it. During the fourth watch of the night, he came toward them, walking on the sea. When the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified. It is a ghost, they said, and they cried out in fear. At once Jesus spoke to them, Take courage, it is I, do not be afraid. Peter said to him in reply, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. He said, Come. Peter got out of the boat and began to walk on the water toward Jesus. But when he saw how strong the wind was, he became frightened. And beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and caught Peter, and said to him, O you of little faith, why did you doubt? After they got into the boat, the wind died down. Those who were in the boat did him homage, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. Funny, whenever there is a reading like this with the apostles, in particular St. Peter, a lot of times we can quickly and easily become very judgmental. Well, if it was me, I wouldn't have denied Jesus and things like this. <laughs> but the reality is, Peter, you know, oh my goodness, what do, I, I can't imagine. I, I have doubts when I'm going through little stuff. Peter is walking on water and, and starting to get a little scared and upset. So the Lord has to save him. But Let's give Peter a little credit for being the one to say, I want to walk on the water. Lord, show me. Show me how to do this. All right, he didn't do it perfectly. It's his first time. But Lord, tell me to come. I'll walk on the water. How many of us are brave enough to do that? This is why Peter's the first pope. This is why he's the leader of the apostles, because he's willing to trust Jesus And he's willing to take a literal leap of faith. He's willing to walk on the water. So this image of walking on the water and then recognizing when Jesus is able to do the things he's able to do, you are the son of God. It's it's an extreme expression of faith. Um, It's also dying to self. See, I, uh, I heard a talk on this a few years back, Father Benedict Rochelle, and he was giving a talk to priests, and he said, priestly celibacy is walking on water. It was very interesting. He had such a good way of describing things. He said, priestly celibacy is impossible by its nature. It's not natural. It's not normal for us to be celibate. But if God is calling you to it, He will give you the grace to do it. He will give you the grace. And when you're focused on him, you can do it. When you lose your focus on him, 
then you will start to fall into the water. So it is an impossible thing. But it means focusing on Jesus and dying to self. Imagine, I mean, but it reflects so many other things Jesus says. Those who save their life will lose it. Those who lose their life will save it, lose their life for him. So this is what happens. Jesus enters in when we humble ourselves. And you know what? He takes us by baby steps. What does he want from us now? Simply to go to church on Sunday for an hour, spend a little time in prayer, maybe offer some fasting, maybe try a work of charity here and there, maybe put up with an annoying person that we work with. It's baby steps. And he says to us, come, come, come walk on this dangerous water. Come. When you're focused on me, everything will be fine. When you focus on yourself and you start thinking, oh no, how am I going to do this? Okay, then you're going to fall and you're not going to accomplish it. We talk about virtue, which we're all required to pursue, a life of virtue. And then we talk about heroic virtue, such as willingly laying down your life, willingly taking on some great work. Willingly taking on a vocation to priesthood or religious life. These are things everyone does not have to do. It's heroic virtue. But even in the regular life of virtue that we're all called to live, God says to us, I will carry you. I will help you. I will give you the grace that you need. You have to keep your focus on me, though. Keep your focus on me and I will do it for you. I just think of all the great saints. The the greatest miracles have been accomplished by the most humble people. Those that just gave everything over to the Lord. I think of, you know, with the school year beginning, uh, and I don't understand these school schedules. All over the country, kids are starting. It's still mid-August. Here on the East Coast, we start after Labor Day, but whatever. Uh, but with the school year starting, I'd like to talk a little bit about Joseph of Cupertino. The man flew. <laughs> he, he levitated. But the guy was so incredibly humble. He was so incredibly focused on the Lord. His family wanted him to be a priest. The Franciscan community said, no way. He does not have the talent. He does not have the intelligence. He himself agreed with the Franciscan community (laughs) that he was not good enough. He was not smart enough. All he wanted to do was pray. He did his tasks. They would send out the novices to beg because it was a Franciscan community. And all the different novices would come back with their baskets full of all the food they had gotten from begging. Joseph would always come back empty and sad. And they would yell at him, you're worthless. And he would say, yeah, you're right. Until one day, they followed him and they realized what was happening. He would fill up his basket. He was very good at begging. And then he would give it to the poor people on the way back. That's what Franciscans are really supposed to do. And God will provide your needs. Look, he gave you food through all those other people that didn't give the food to the poor. Uh, And then there was the bishop that wanted him to study for the priesthood. Why? Well, he was in charge of the barn. 
And when this bishop came to visit, he was a Franciscan bishop. He was at dinner and he attended mass and talks and these Franciscans talked his ear off. They were trying to impress him and they were not impressing him. And as a true genuine Franciscan, he said, oh, I want to see the barn. And they said, oh, no, 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 Bishop, you don't want to go in there. And they had yelled at Joseph, you better keep this thing clean in case the bishop comes in here. But they said, no, Bishop, you don't you don't want to go there. And he said, no, I insist. I want to see the animals. And they go in and it's a mess. And the, the leaders are just so mad at Joseph. Where is he? We can't even find him. And this place is a mess until the bishop says, oh, I see what happened. And they find Joseph underneath a pile of hay nursing these, uh, I think they were little sheep because the mother had died in childbirth. And the bishop said, this is a true Franciscan. He knew how to save these animals. I want this man to study for the priesthood. And they said, oh, no, bishop, please. And so Joseph studied, but he wasn't very good. They tried to get him to remember all these different theological concepts, but instead all he could remember was John, or I'm sorry, Luke 15. What man having a hundred sheep and losing one would not leave the 99 and go after the one? And upon searching and upon finding it, he places the sheep on his shoulders, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It says, rejoice with me, I have found my lost sheep. That's the only thing Joseph could remember. So he goes for his test with a brilliant guy that tutored him, by the way. The brilliant one failed. Joseph goes in for his test. There's all these theologians and bishops and there's stacks of books and they're going to grill them and they say to him okay all right first let's do scripture okay quick give him a scripture quote and you got to say it quick you got to tell us exactly what it is you better have this memorized give us i don't know luke 15 and joseph says really yeah yeah hurry give us luke 15 now okay what man having a hundred sheep and losing one and leaving one would not leave the 99 to go after in search of the one da, 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 da. and they said oh he's really good okay you pass get out of here so he went home and he passed that was for his diaconate then when he went for his test for the priesthood alone because the other guy had failed he was up against the same odds all these very intimidating people he didn't know how he was going to get through this one and then out comes the man who will be testing him. And these tests were really excruciating. And with lots of fear, he faces his interrogator. And it's none other than the bishop that met him in the barn. And he said, oh, Joseph, oh, I know this one. He passes. <laughs> and that was that. And he goes home a priest. They ordained him. See, this is walking on water. The Lord called him to this. The Lord gave him the grace for it. He did not have to worry. Peter did not have the natural ability to walk on water. Joseph of Cupertino did not have the natural ability to pass these tests. But the Lord provided because the Lord wanted it. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Joseph goes home, and while offering Mass, everybody runs out because there's a fire across the street, except the one guy that just really hated him. He comes back in to watch Joseph finish the Mass, and there he is. He's flying up in the air while he's finishing his Mass. And then this happened numerous times. People saw it. The leaders just couldn't believe it because they hated Joseph. They hated his humility because he was better than them. So finally, they said, let's do an exorcism. He must be getting these powers from the devil. This is the same thing they said about our Lord. So Joseph submitted very freely to the exorcism. He was actually excited about it because he's thinking, well, yeah, I still have some evil. I'm not perfect. Give me, give me that exorcism. That's great. 
and he entered into deep prayer while they were exercising demons from him, whatever that means, who knows what was even still there because he was so holy. And, but while they were doing the prayers and while he was deep in prayer, cooperating with them in the exorcism, they had him chained to the ground like they would typically do, but he started to fly and he broke the chains and he flew up in the air. And if ever you visit the Holy House of Loretto, the house where Jesus grew up, which is in Loretto, Italy, originally in Nazareth, at the top of the house, there is a statue of a man. Most people, when they approach it, think, oh, that must be the angel Gabriel. No, it's Joseph of Cupertino, because when he saw it, he went into an ecstasy and he flew to the top of it. And the people running the place were so impressed. They said, oh, we have to put a statue of this guy, you know, after Joseph had died and after he became a saint. So he's associated with (laughs) the most amazing, wonderful of mysteries, the incarnation, in that his statue is at the top of their house. So the Lord doesn't necessarily, well, he calls us to all kinds of things. He calls us to virtue. He might not call us to fly or to walk on water or to be the Pope (laughs) or to be a missionary that defies all odds and converts a whole country But he's going to call us this day and every day to things that are difficult, things that might seem impossible. Maybe it's the sickness or the death of a loved one that we just feel like we can't live without. Maybe it's dealing with some difficult situation at work, dealing with a difficult child, dealing with a difficult spouse. The Lord gives us the grace to walk on that water in a storm. Through the intercession of Our Lady, he asks us to pray, he asks us to trust, and he will give us the grace that we need to do the things that are his will. Hope everybody has a great day. God bless.